tell. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Marshall. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Don't. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're talking about Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Yeah, we're preparing for Rise of Skywalker. This is the last of all the Star Wars movies that have been released for for us to do and discuss. Okay, so uh, let's, let's, let's help the viewers viewers listeners <laughs> get an idea as to where this movie is in our heads so if you had to rank the jet prequels only as of right today right how would you how would you rate them like in order one two three same prequels only prequels only uh well three this one is the best of the prequels uh-huh. and um i don't know one and two is a toss-up for me come on I guess three, two, one. Three, two, one. I would go three, one, two. Yeah, I could kind of go that way too, but yeah, one's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one is rough, but I would say, you know, I wouldn't say that there's a lot to totally redeem it, but there are a lot of cool things about that movie. You know, if, if you step back and look at it from like a fanboy's point of view, there are a lot of cool things about it. Uh, the introduction of you and McGregor playing Obi Wan Kenobi. I remember, like, when we found that out, we saw the trailer. You and I were like gushing over that. So there are a lot, a lot of cool things too. Oh boy, that one's that was just rough for me. I don't know if it was a change of actor of uh, or like you know Hayden taking on the Anakin role. I don't like we discussed in our previous podcast. Was he directed correctly? You know, is it his fault? Is it the is it the the the, the dialogue? Is you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to figure out what went wrong with him but i agree with you three doing the rewatch recently man i liked it a lot more than i thought i was going to yeah i think um watching this again in preparation for the show i really liked it a lot more (laughs) i when i took it i don't know that i've ever watched this and let myself separate it from the other movies. Uh-huh. So I think, I, you know, by the time we got the three, I kind of let all the negativity I had for one and two seep into this one. Yeah. And if you take out certain key dot, I got to tell you, I was watching, I'm watching a lot of YouTube on different Star Wars stuff. And this one guy said that uh, he was particularly talking about, well, he was talking about all the prequels. And he said the story is a good story and he just kind of outlines the very general specifics that you know like a young warrior grows up and you know becomes uh, the master of the of this class but he fears his wife and you know his mother dies and he fears his wife is going to die when he painted it like that it's like a good story mm-hmm. he says where 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 the problem lies and we've talked about this is kind of like the dialogue and the execution yeah. so with this one if you take out some key silly dialogue and most of which is in the beginning i think 
it's really a good movie. It's, and if you kind of buy into Hayden Christensen and the journey he goes through just in this movie, um, you kind of understand. Well, for me, I, I understood it better and think he did a better job than I used to think. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, mm-hmm. when I say it's a good movie amongst the three, it's it's good amongst the three. But it, like, if I if I had to put it in the whole, sh- you know, the line of Star Wars movies, uh, it's down. It's on the low end, though. You know, like, um, you know, I had to think like, did how many times did I rewatch Revenge of the Sith? And I really don't think I watched it. Maybe more than three times i think so it, it's not something that I, I gravitate to um i i still gravitate more towards the original classic but again amongst the the prequels yes it's 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 better i i think if it, it felt like whoever maybe lucas was maybe listening i guess to to the criticism i guess and maybe try to uh I don't know if, if he did he get any help with writing this one or, or is this is this all him? I think it's still all just him. All him. Okay. Well, I mean, you can tell he was listening to the fans. I mean, after Phantom Menace, I mean, uh, yeah, Phantom Menace. I mean, Jar Jar Binks just slowly just was non-existent, basically. Right. Know? And he had mm-hmm. such a big, big role in the first movie. So, yeah, I mean, you can tell uh, he is listening. Um, but. If I had to look at amongst all the movies, right? Like we only have, I don't know how many we are now. Ten, with with you're right, maybe ten or so. Um, it's it's on the low end of the ten, but better the best amongst the original trilogy. Uh, I mean the the prequels. Yes, definitely the best among the prequels. And um, like I said, I, I've gained a new appreciation for it after this most recent viewing. Um, it's. I think it delivers on expectations we had. I think the Anakin Obi Wan fight delivers. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the fan service of Yoda and the Emperor fighting was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see Order sixty six coming. I remember <laughs> the first time, like, oh okay, that makes sense. Because the question was, whatever happened to all the Jedi, whatever happened to the Jedi, I'm like, oh okay, that kind of makes sense. Right. You know, um, and it's a situation where they're just overwhelmed with the, the clone, the numbers of the clones, you know? Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I just, I took some notes. Oh, good. And, um, <laughs> prepared. I want to say, first thing is this, is in the crawl, there's just some little mistakes that I really drove me a little nuts. Uh, so in the crawl, it talks about, uh, the separatist army and the Republic army and, um, not the Republic, the, whatever. Yeah, I guess the Republic. And the uh, the kidnapping of Palpatine by Grievous. And, and in the crawl, there's a line that says, there are heroes on both sides. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, one side has to be wrong. I mean, right. I, I guess objectively there could be heroes on both sides, but, you know, usually when you think you take a side. Um, so I thought that was weird. I will say that one, of, I think part of my enjoyment of this movie is the previous uh, Clone War cartoon things I had. Now, before, I'm not talking about the Clone War cartoon that was on Disney for like three or four years. But before this movie came out, there were like these, it was called the Clone War shorts. Mm-hmm. And they were, I think they were on MTV or something. 
and they were like 10 or 15 minutes long and a lot of it focused on General Grievous. You kind of see him, how he gets his lightsabers like the Jedi, he kills his lightsabers. Mm, but I remember, cool. it, I remember it ending with him kidnapping Palpatine. Like you actually see that happen in the cartoon. Oh wow. So it leads right up to pretty much the opening. And with that background, you know, the whole thing makes more sense. And uh, I will say that this opening, the whole opening scene up until they fly into the hangar, mm-hmm. I think is one of the best musically and visually opening scenes in any Star Wars movie. Oh. <laughs> okay, do you have any other thoughts besides all? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Okay, I that 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 opening battle scene, I I, I was not a huge fan of because to me it really looked very much like a video game. I guess um, it was cool though. I mean, I'm not saying like I really don't want to poo poo on like these Star Wars movies like like we have been. So it's it's something that I don't think I really thought about. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's fair enough. I didn't really think about it too much because it really didn't uh, take away from the movie itself. I think what I was really looking at is, um, like, the journey. Like, for this movie, a lot of the focus definitely is about, you know, Anakin's journey, for example, as as, as a young boy and, and growing up. And it, it, like, really made me think, like, what is it about this movie that that, that didn't work? Or, or what was it that, that just seemed off about it? And one of the things I thought about was... I wonder if if the movie would have been different if maybe they used someone else to play Anakin, like a little bit older Anakin, you know, like you get Anakin as a young boy in in, in, in Phantom Menace, you get like a, a teenager, so to speak, in right episode two, and right. then and then you see, you know, Anakin here as a, I mean, I guess as a young man, I guess you you call it right. And I, I wonder, like, if if the journey would have been better if you saw him age a little bit more. So I think, you know, because if you were to look at Anakin uh, episode two versus now, is he any different? You know, is he still still the same kind of kid that we that we've been seeing already? Is the only difference is that he has longer hair? You know. No, I think he's more sure who he is as a Jedi. I can remember he's a Padawan in Attack of the Clones. Uh, and I think he's um, more confident in skills. He's definitely more powerful. You know, he takes out Dooku on his own pretty much. Okay. He's, I mean, I'm not talking about you look at that opening scene, he's what? I'm talking more of, of growth of himself. You know, he still seemed to me like that. Oh, I'm a little bit of a whiny. No, 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 no. I'm talking about more of a, a maturity level. Like, he oh, still see, seemed okay. to me like this a little bit of a whiny kid and so what i what made me think about this movie like like if you're looking at the prequels i wonder if it would have been better if 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 in the second movie you would see anakin obi-wan on better terms like close friends you know like really really good friends like no no like oh obi-wan's hold me back business i mean i think the impact in the third movie would have been stronger if this whole entire time you're thinking Obi-Wan and Anakin are the best, like the bestest friends in the world. They're tight. They got each other's back. There's no, there's no riffraff between the two. There's, there's no like second guessing what one person is doing over the other. And I think the impact would have been even far greater in the third movie to see the betrayal, the, the turn. 
And I think that the turn isn't as great because you can almost see it coming from the moment the movie starts. It almost sounds, it almost looks artificial to me on how good our friends are in the beginning because they didn't seem that way in episode two. You know what I mean? Well, I would I would say this. I would say episode two uh, is a teacher-student relationship. And episode three is more of an equals relationship. Now, again, and I'm the first guy to say you shouldn't need extra stuff to understand the movie. And, and I think it's a fair point to make the leap from end of Attack of the Clones to w- their relationship to being buddy-buddy in, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Did they earn that friendship on screen? Probably not. But again, if you go to the Clone Wars cartoons, there's four seasons worth of them fighting together, you know, having, uh, building that friendship. So with that background, the Clone War cartoon background, because you got to remember the Clone War cartoon takes place all from between two and three. Yeah, but I can't, you can't expect the viewer to say, all right, I forgive these movies because I watched cartoons because I didn't. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. And, but, and, and like I just said, you shouldn't need to have everything should be earned or understood on screen so that that friendship should have been earned on screen it's it's another example of them telling us oh they're good friends just trust us you know take our word on this mm-hmm. they've grown you know i get that um and, but maybe this is why i was able to enjoy this viewing even better because of the background of the clone wars i mean there's a whole like you know in the clone wars anakin has a has a a padawan so he goes from you got, you got to remember the X amount of years that passed between two and three were enough for him to have a Padawan, you know, lose that Padawan, uh, which retroactively plays into part of his turning, you know, part of what the Jedi Council did in regards to him losing his Padawan plays into his mistrust of them and things like that retroactively. Um, and, and I guess, like I said, all of this might be why I enjoyed it a little bit better but yes they should have they should have earned that friendship on three we're not writers i don't you know so i'm not gonna sit here and say how they could have done it but i know that there are people out there that would be able to do it in one scene effortlessly all right i'm um, not a writer i'm gonna tell you right now if i saw episode two and i saw these guys as like the bestest friends in the world and the betrayal comes in a third movie i think that is way more impactful to me for me you know like especially if i didn't understand the whole cartoon universe and stuff it, it would make it would make anakin's betrayal so much stronger but it, because right. again from from the get-go i know it's happening i know it's i know it's going to happen and that's why i was thinking i wonder if it would have been better if if they went with a slightly older anakin another not just the hair thing i mean i guess he looked a little bit tougher i guess but I don't think you needed that, you know, and, and I think there's there's a way to to act in a sense of not having to have poo poo face of being um, like he had a scowl on his face whenever he was upset, whenever he was like when he started to turn to a Sith. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a way to to be even powerful without looking mad, you know, like when you see uh, Count Doku and stuff, he didn't have angry face to be a Sith. You know, and, and I think that's that's what I'm talking about, the maturity part of it. Like, if, he, if they were going to go to the route of, okay, I'm going to be um, really bent out of shape because Obi-Wan's letting me, not letting me grow as, as, a, as a Jedi, okay, well, then I can see that. But then show the change a little bit better in the third movie other than, okay, I got longer hair and I'm more powerful. It's not enough for me. 
you know but again like i said this is definitely the best of the prequels for me i just thought that the journey would have been better that way like if i like i i think i was talking to jonathan before the show the things that i was really thinking about was what, what would make this movie even better because there are a lot of ideas in this movie that's very Star Wars which is very cool there are so many things I really enjoyed about this movie it just it just seems like they were so close really really close to making it better and and I, I think that's that's where they kind of fell apart a little bit you know okay so what I I guess what I'm trying to get at is this Ewan McGregor killed it in this movie again Again, right. every time he's on screen, I am so engaged. And when I look at like the journey of Anakin, and I had to, dude, if I sitting back now, this is the movie. Like this whole prequel, this is the journey of Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, I mean, his he was so just and the same actor, right? Uh, one, two, three. His journey was way more interest, interesting to me, and and I wasn't spoon fed anything. I didn't need to know the background. You just saw how he developed as a Jedi. And that was that was perfect, you know. That's not even really trying, and and he he's to me he was just so awesome in this movie. So I, I think that's what what my my gripe was is that, like, if you think about characters in the in the Star Wars universe, I mean, other than the kid, you know, the little kid that played Anakin, Hayden is is one of the guys that you don't really think about. You know, he's if anything, it's it's there's a little bit of a negativity about him, but when you think of Ewan McGregor. It's fantastic, you know. As a matter of fact, we we want more of him that where he's getting his own solo series and stuff. So, I mean, I think that's what what it was for me. Like, how could I, if I was thinking about how can you bring Anakin in a brighter light or or something more of an interesting of a character than Obi Wan? I think that's where I think it fell short. Because when you think of Darth Vader, I, I for the life of me, I can't think it's it's Hayden Christensen as, as Darth Vader. I just, it just I just don't buy it, you know. So that's all. No, I, I understand that. But I'm saying that you talk about maturity level. He's he's got a stunted kind of growth development in regards to his personality. He's not growing the same way, or 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 making those maturity milestones that you make growing up because he didn't have a normal childhood. And he's, I think, what Lucas was trying to put across was that. He's racked with fear, guilt, anger, like over starting with his mother. And every decision he makes in this movie is based on his dreams of, or premonitions actually, of keeping Padme alive or keeping her from dying. And everything he does is based on that. Now, I, I wrote in my notes, um, uh, was he pushed by Palpatine via, you know, Jedi suggestion or, or Sith suggestion, I guess, or mind trick to kill Dooku? You know, is there not saying that he totally mind controlled him to it, but did he kind of nudge him in that direction? Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm so glad you brought that up mm -hmm. because I think I would have been way happier if I knew that that was the case. Right, but I wonder if it was like a subtle thing. Like, is every action his own? Because you got to remember, <clears throat> you look at all three movies, and Palpatine's manipulating everything. Like, yeah. everything. Yeah, he is. You know, he's playing both sides. You know, he started the war. He's in control of both sides of the war. Uh, he's manipulating the Jedi Council. He's manipulating the Senate. He's manipulating the trade, or whatever they're called, the Separatists. 
Um, even even to the point where you know Duco's when you play Duco is his not apprentice yeah I guess uh, whatever his apprentice after Maul and you know you look on his face when he tells Anakin to kill him he's like what <laughs> what yeah <laughs> so I don't know I think I have a, a better understanding of Christensen and we talked I forgot what episode but we talked about him acting against Natalie Portman, uh, Neil McGregor, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He's he's acting against these really, excuse me, talented actors. And even the Emperor, he's got some nuanced um, performances. Uh, you know, he's got some over the top performances too. But mm-hmm. um, you know, his his turn. You know, just walking the line between being senator and being uh, you know, whatever. Sidious is a good, good job up until he just reveals himself to be Sidious toward the end. Right. And I don't know. I, I mean, I think Christensen got a bad rap. I think, you know, going back to the opening scene where you're talking about it looked like a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe I enjoyed it better now because, you know, let's face it, there's that kind of scene in most, at least most sci-fi and action movies. You know, I mean. A lot of a lot of the fight at the airport in Civil War was filmed on green screen, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm used to seeing it, and and it, it because it's older CGI, it doesn't look it doesn't stand out as much. But I mean, I I just think I don't know. I have a great appreciation for it. I, you know, you you said you really don't want to poop on this movie because we've been pooping on movies, and I say we because I've been doing a lot of pooping myself and. Um, I don't know. I just after watching it today, I literally just got to watch it when we started recording, and I just have a better appreciation and like for this film. And yeah. I'm, I'm seeing more more pos- like things that used to bother me didn't bother me so much. His acting used to really bother me, <laughs> but it doesn't now. And I think part of it is because, and we said it, he didn't write the words, he didn't give himself direction on how to act in each scene. He did what he could. And and the parts where he there are really there are parts of the movie where he's really good. And I think he played I think he played Anakin the way he was told to play Anakin. Um I, I don't see I, I understand your problem with the portrayal of A, you know, why are we to believe they're close friends, and B, um, he should have hit a certain maturity level. But I think that's part of what went on here. There's there's a part that I never noticed where when Anakin tells Mace Windu that um, the, the Emperor or whatever, the Chancellor is a Sith. He wants to go with him to arrest him. He's like, let me come with you, you know, Master Window. And mm-hmm. Windu's like, no, you know, I'm still kind of not sure I can trust you. He goes, if you're right about this, you'll restore my faith in you. But for now, stay at the Jedi Chamber or whatever, the, the, the Council Chamber. Mm-hmm. And while he's there and I, he's – the thing is this. I think with the new – with this new viewing, I read a lot into what I was seeing. I was making a lot of more logical assumptions. So in the past, I watched it. He's sitting in the chamber. I'm not really thinking what he's doing there. But this whole scene where he's standing on the balcony and Padme's on, in her apartment on the balcony and they're kind of thinking about each other. Because Mace would... Because if you, if you think about the moment before he went to Mace, he almost killed the, the Chancellor himself. Hmm. Right? And he didn't do it. He goes, it's not the Jedi way. I'm going to turn you in. 
So he was ready. He's ready to get this guy. If Mace had let him go with him, I think that kind of would have solidified him being a Jedi. I think he would have performed, you know, obviously he, the Emperor would have fought back and there would have been a fight, but it would have been him and Mace against the Emperor. And maybe the Emperor would have been able to talk him into it, but I think Mace Windu would have had a better chance of taking down the Emperor with Anakin next to him. By, by telling Anakin to go to the Senate chamber, not the Senate, the Jedi Council chamber, he sat there and stewed and reflected upon his fear and his worry and his anxiety. And it was all about Padme. I got to save Padme, you know. And then it, he just like, I got to do something. That's why he left and, and went over and was able to be tempted to the dark side of saying, you know, if, if you let Master Windu kill me, I can't tell you the secrets on how to save your wife. Right. So, I don't know. I think I, I don't blame the guy as much as I used to. Um, I'm even softening up on on Lucas because there was a lot of there used to be a lot of lines in this movie I couldn't stand, but now it's mostly in the beginning. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean that the one part when they're in the elevator in the ship and it stops suddenly and he goes, "Did you press the stop?" And uh, Obi Wan goes, "Did you just press the stop button?" And he goes, "No, did you?" Why would Obi-Wan... First of all, I don't even understand why that's in the movie, that part, when it stops suddenly. Secondly, why would Obi-Wan ask him if he stopped the elevator if Obi-Wan had stopped the elevator? <laughs> Just stupid crap like that that really annoys me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm not too sure. Again, I, I'm not too sure why I like this movie way, way better than I, than I remember it. And again, clearly, it's, it's the best amongst the three. And again, I, I, I can't. If I had to think about rewatching it, two, three. I mean, recently, of course, obviously. But this one, yeah. For some reason, my stance on this movie it just changed. Again, Hayden didn't bother me as much as he did in the last movie. Um, the the relationship between her and Padme still seems so weak. It's it's not genuine, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a Star Wars movie, really, and and with the backdrop of. I guess a romance, you know, of, of, I guess teen love. I guess, you know, would have been better off if they were leading more towards like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Oh, maybe, you know. But it's it's they force that idea of a relationship so strongly because that is that is a drive of what Anakin decides to say. Okay, I want to be a Sith Lord because I want to save my wife, you know. And and that's that's it. That is the only reason why he makes that decision is is that because palpatine says hey you know there's a jedi i knew that can you know make people not die or come back from the dead it's like oh mm-hmm. and that is it that is the only reason or maybe the only thing that really creates that change in him to say okay maybe there's something to this i think i need to be a sith now but to are me, you I saying that's not enough what do you mean that's not enough to turn someone um, I didn't. I didn't feel in the last two movies, like two and three, that Anakin was supposed to be a bad guy. You know, I don't think we're supposed to. I don't think we're supposed to think Anakin's supposed to be a bad guy. I think we were supposed to believe that he was influenced by something. You know, like he was influenced by by Palpatine. That's why I'm thinking, if I have the idea that Palpatine was the maestro behind everything. You know, maybe he manipulated the midichlorians for um, Anakin's mom to get pregnant or something like that. Like, if he was always involved and he was always planting these little seeds from the get-go, then I think I would buy 
his journey of being a Jedi to because why? why if you're so strong with a Jedi and you you said it yourself in this movie he was trying to make good decisions with what he should be doing and what's correct mm -hmm. so what makes the change what what makes him say okay you know what I'm gonna abandon everything I just learned to learn this power to save my wife because I mean, I all just, he has in his life is his wife and his forthcoming baby that's all he has you gotta remember he was yeah he had his mother but he was a slave he left his mother at her urging to get that new life. And he was, he was always carrying around guilt because of that. And that's why he did what he did to the sand people. I mean, that's you know. fine. The, that, I mean, what you said is absolutely the Jedi, correct. Well, but the Jedi was never enough for him. If, you're, if that's going to be your drive, then, then the relationship between him and Padme has to be way stronger if that's what you're going to be riding it on. Okay, well, I, well, here's the thing. It's not that it's not strong. It's just that it's not portrayed or written to to put that across to the viewer. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my gripe. Is that if if, if they're gonna ride that notion of him making that change based upon I need to save my wife, then that relationship that they show on screen has to be stronger. I mean, we said it ourselves in the last movie. It, it's so awkward to see that development between the two. And it's such a weak component in the in the movie itself. Yes, it is a very weak component because uh, you know we talked about in episode two. There's nothing that there's nothing about what Anakin does that makes Pat, that would make you think Padme would fall in love with him. Nothing, not unless it was influenced by the Emperor. Right, but See, we have no reason, or even by Anakin subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only he, way I can buy any of this stuff if 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 it was because it feels artificial. On screen, everything feels artificial about the relationship, which would make sense if it was if if Palpatine was the maestro behind it by right. influencing Anakin's mind, and, and which for sure he's been doing that the last three movies. If he had that kind of influence, if they kind of revealed that, then you know what, dude, everything makes sense. Like to me, it makes sense in regards to why. Well, this is the reason why the, the relationship feels artificial because it was artificial. Alright. <laughs> there you go. And I'm done. <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> um Yeah, okay. I mean I just No, I, I understand that and I, I do agree, but I'm just wondering if it's I think I'm taking more of the view as like this is what we got. Let's kinda of stop blaming Luke the writing and the directing and look at what let's look a little deeper into maybe, maybe this viewing i was able to see what he was trying to do mm. does that make sense sure yeah like i was okay this is what he's trying to do this is trying to say okay this makes sense this this i don't know i empathized with anakin a lot more i understood what he was thinking about with the council i i for whatever reason it became a lot more clearer to me the turn he made it made a little bit more sense um you know McGregor doing what he does. You know convinces you. That's the thing. He convinces you that him and Anakin are. When he says we were brothers, I loved you. You you believe that? Yes. You know? Yes. Um. But then when he goes, well, you know, before that, when Anakin goes, I hate you. It's like, all right, dude, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> settled. There's, you know, and is that the acting? Probably. Is that the directing? Most likely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, maybe. I, I don't think Yance would have been the recast of me either with an older person or anything like that. Because just having 
an Anakin every a different Anakin in every movie he just gets a little tedious. Yeah, I'm wondering um, if this movie I'm more accepting of it because I know this this movie is a springboard. Like if you had to not see episode one and two, you know, and all you had was episode three. Maybe because I know this is the springboard to the next movie. Maybe that's why it, it has more interest to me because it's so close to A New Hope. Yeah, maybe. I mean, my 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 niece is seeing the movies for the first time. And first I was going to, you know, we made an agreement. She would only watch them with me. But now I'm like, all right, you can watch the original trilogy with me. Don't watch it with anybody else. But um, she's like, oh, I can watch one, two, three. I'm like, yeah. and I'm thinking, like, does she even need to watch one and two? Hmm. Like, you know, I mean, you can watch one, uh, you can watch four or five, you know, and then you find out Luke, I am your father, that ends. Then you have them watch three. It's like a flashback and then go back to six. Yeah, you can you skip know? one and two. Uh, you you really can. I mean, because be- and a lot of it's that because of the, well, how did Padme and it get you together? You know what? You won't believe if you see it. So it's probably better if you don't. <laughs> Watch it. Well, I think three. There's a lot of payoff in this one because if you took the story of three, and you know that that conversation Luke and Obi Wan has about you know, hey, you know, you, you knew my father. That that whole story. Oh, he was a great pilot. Yeah. And I think I think that and that's shown in the movie. That's that whole opening yes. thing. He's a great pilot. He's he was a best star pilot. He's a great Jedi. You know things like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think if if you had episode three and four, there's a lot of things that kind of make sense especially when you see when you know when we see obi-wan and darth vader and they, and they have that dialogue together you know when i you know i am the master now like oh you know right. it's like that makes a lot of sense but yeah I, I think i think you're 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 correct with it i think you can get away with just hitting episode three then jump into four and just forget one and two yeah it's possible uh one of the other things i thought about the movie was uh, I, I thought the whole beginning was a great display of the different Jedi powers. Uh, mm. The leaping, the sword fighting. Uh, they took away some of the stupid stuff that was in the first one. Like, you, you never see super run J- Jedi power again. <laughs> um, so I thought that was good. I thought... Uh, I thought the re-entry scene was really good. Again, displaying his powers, uh, not his powers, but his skills as a pilot. And there's something about when those ships come up and, you know, the ship they're in is on fire and the fire ships come up and start. There's something about that that I'm just like, oh, that's really cool. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I thought that, that whole scene was good. Um, when he gets off the ship and he sees what's her name for the first time, Padme, um, she's got the Leia buns. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, just kind of kind of stuff. Then we go to some bad balcony dialogue. <laughs> Are you saying love blind you? Oh, stop talking, please. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's definitely a, a better movie amongst the three prequels. It, it was just it felt better. And yeah, I, I, like again, I think just like you, I was watching it. And I don't remember. There was nothing about this. I was like, oh god, this this is crap. You know, it was. I was actually pretty okay with it. But which which bewilders me because why is it when I think about the prequels I never think about rewatching this particular one? I think if oh. if I think about this movie I always just think about uh, the Obi Wan Anakin battle because that's just it's so kinetic. Yeah, it's such a crazy light. It's like the lightsaber battle we've been waiting to see forever. Well, I don't know. Darth Maul's battle is pretty sick too. 
Yeah, but it's too short and intercut it with the uh, the silliness of him in space, of young Anakin in space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I, I I liked it. It's very kinetic. I it's I think I don't know that we ever knew how powerful a Jedi Obi Wan was because even in this movie, Obi Wan says to Anakin, "You're more, you know, you you're even more you you grow more powerful than I could ever be." Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this is less battle. They go toe to toe and their moves are so similar there there's that whole scene where they're just swinging but they keep missing each other because they're anticipating each other's moves and, mm-hmm. and they do the force thing where they were like almost equal and they want to push each other away right so yeah i, I was like i remember seeing this for him like wow Obi-Wan really is a badass yeah i'm telling you if you think it, like if you took <laughs> if this wasn't the anakin story and you thought of it thought of it as obi-wan kenobi's journey from uh, right, he was a Padawan, right? Padawan right. to to Jedi Master. It's pretty cool. Again, he he steals this freaking movie again. He's he's every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, awesome, more Obi Wan. I want more, you know. All right, then why doesn't he? You are like a brother to me. I love you. Then why leave him to burn on a on a volcano planet? Why not put him out of his misery and put a saber through his head? Oh. He would have solved a lot of problems if he'd done that. <laughs> That's right. You know? <laughs> if only he took care of Anakin right then and there. Right, all like the problems would be solved. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm thinking this thing. I'm like, he's walking away. The dude's writhing in pain. Uh, you were my brother. I loved you. Uh, you know, do him a solid. Put him in the savior. Did he head. assume maybe that he would die? No, I'm sure that's what he assumed, but his... Come on, dude. His his last moments would still be in pain. I guess. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Well, then we wouldn't have episode four, five, six. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Huh. That's true. But, but, no, I guess that makes sense. If you, you never wonder why you walked away from him. Um. I know. Well, let's say after I think about this, I remember he was just yelling at him, saying, well, "You know, why are you doing this? You were the chosen one." Yeah. So maybe he, I don't know. And because you know, like when Luke, when Luke says, or, or was it Obi Wan says to Luke, like, you know, you, you said my father dies. Well, from a certain point of view, you know, who you thought was Anakin was no longer when we became Darth Vader. And so maybe Obi Wan only sees him as Anakin, I guess, not as someone that's turned. I don't know. It's like the same thing when you watch. You know those zombie movies they're turning and you know the way to kill and shoot him in the head would you do it uh, it's brutal man alan if i ever had to i'd put a bullet in your head thanks buddy that's the kind of friend i am <laughs> thank you <laughs> i don't know it's just you know he picks up the lightsaber he is he's cognizant enough to pick up the lightsaber for his soon-to-be-born baby uh but you know the dude's burning up he watches him burn up <laughs> yeah, that was that was harsh, man. That was really yeah, harsh. So. And, then, and I think Hayden did a fantastic job right there. Yeah, his his whole seething, I hate you. You know, as as he's burning alive. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. And what a great swing of the sword that he gets three of his limbs. Yeah, how cool is that? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's funny. He's like, I have the high ground. You can't win. Well, in the first movie, Maul had the high ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they, they had a scene on Mythbusters about that. If it was really true, if you had the high ground, 
uh, did you really have an advantage? And so they built this whole set, and they had these, uh, these, these, you know, like lightsabers. But you know, it would register if you hit, it, like, like in fencing, for example. Right. And I think it concluded that it was the same. Like there was no clear advantage that one was higher than the other. That one was better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we only got lucky. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Padme dying in childbirth out of heartbreak, just ugh. <laughs> oh, here's the thing: in Attack of the Clones, there were things, and Phantom Menace, there were things that went on that made me cringe. Okay. Yeah. And this movie, I didn't cringe. I just rolled my eyes a few times. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's the difference for me. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Anakin, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> oh, one thing I, I didn't understand. buy too. It's when Obi Wan tells her. You know, Anakin's going to the dark side or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, he killed youngling." She's like, "Oh, he would never." It's like, dude, he admitted to you in the last movie that he just wiped out a whole village of women and children of yeah. the Sand People. Well, Come was, on, that was like four years ago. That was like four years ago. <laughs> I remember she's deeply in love. I know the movie didn't show it, but I can, <laughs> I, I'm just saying I can forgive that. I get that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, the, the just medical droid. She's perfectly healthy, but she's dying. Yeah, we don't know why. <laughs> broken heart. She's not her broken heart. Emperor was was so good in this movie. Now let me ask you that. Yeah, oh, he was great in this movie. His, I have a greater appreciation for when they're in the opera and he's telling him the story of Dodge Plagueis. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is superbly acted by the emperor. Yeah. Creepy. You know. Creepy good. Yeah. Rare. Because you just know what he's trying to say. He's, you know, he's telling his life story that he killed Plagueis. Yes. See, planting seeds. I like that. I like the idea that he's he's the grand manipulator behind all of this. Yeah, I kind of would have liked to have seen more of that. I think, I think it was very convoluted. I think he took the long way around to becoming emperor. Yeah. What? What? What would? It, man, you just made a good point. Why? What was the purpose of? Of playing the long game in this, he's the emperor. I don't know. He had he he was building an army anyway. Well, I guess he felt like he could only seize power, like I well in a way it's kind of smart. He doesn't you know by playing the long game it's not about seizing power it's about having power handed over to you. Hmm. So he creates a crisis where they have to hand over the power. To him. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it's freely given, it's. You know, it's worth more, or it means more. Like, there's more loyalty involved because they really gave it to them. Right. Yeah. 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 Again, I think his strong performance, with Hugh McGregor's strong performance, it it outshines who you're, who you're, who the star is supposed to be. Yeah. Let me ask you. Did you do you remember when you saw it in the theater? Did um. Was the was the no was Vader saying no? Was that in the original cut, or did they add that one went to video? I thought that was that was the original cut. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember being in the theater. Oh, that was like one of those, like at first when you see the helmet go on his head, like oh man, this looks so good, and then they stand him up, and he yells out no. I was just like what? What's <laughs> going on? Oh, you remember hearing it in the movies? Oh yeah, I remember that really bothered me that i just thought it was such a bad way of doing it no it wasn't it was like funny. newman it wasn't even like, like <laughs> newman did you say newman yeah yeah it, it, it did it there's something the way how he said it I, I didn't like it that's so funny 
And the and that was Hayden in that outfit. Don't you think it would have been better service if it was someone else in there? Something a little more yeah. imposing? I mean, it looked like it looked like he was he stole someone's clothes. And it was just too big on him. Funny thing, how much money did they spend just to make that suit for him? I know. Yeah. It's creepy, there you go. Huh? That's what stuntmen are for. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You don't remember that in the in the movie? The no. Yeah. No, I just because I can't imagine throwing anything at the screen when I heard it. <laughs> yeah, that that's too bad, especially as something as impactful as that. Like you are actually right before your eyes seeing the birth of Darth Vader, as Darth Vader, you know, as we know when we were kids, and that was kind of like a little bit of a letdown. But visually, mm. it's, I mean, it's when they put the helmet on, that looks amazing. It looks so good. And then you're supposed to think this is the same guy that's in Rogue One also, you know? Yeah. Did you, um, that thing you sent me about the excerpt from the book, I didn't read the whole thing. Was it really good? Oh, yeah. The excerpt from the book, it, it talks about Anakin's feelings as he's turning to Darth Vader. Right, like what he's thinking, right? What he's feeling, like, that, like it's, it's like something like... Every time he breathes, it's like breathing lava and stuff. Like that whole torture. Like he's still, even though with the Vader outfit, he's still a tortured person with it, just to keep right. him alive. He's still physically in pain. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that was my other beef with General. What's his name? Grievous, the the robot guy. Yeah. So the only organic part of him was his chest, his chest, his lungs, and his brain. I think. Because his eyes were kind of like flesh. Yeah, like or, there was something organic about that. And I was wondering, like, why does a robot wheeze? It didn't really make any sense to me. I'm like, okay. Well, so. I think I think the, the, the canon is Jerome Grievous was an actual, like, a, a flesh and bone person. And he was also kind of introduced to show that, like, he was maybe Palpatine's first attempt at, like, a human... Like a Darth Vader type person. Oh, like a cyborg kind of thing. But but yeah, he could only save like the lungs and the brain or something like mm. that. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, that. Yeah, but you think he's worked the wheeze out of it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, can't get that respiration done right yet. Dang it! So yeah, this is silly. <laughs> um, but again, when silly. when he's that dude, when it, when he's got the what was it the four lightsabers and he's spinning them and Obi Wan does not back down. Actually, dude, I totally forgot his fight moves. Like how cool he looked. You know, he he'd point the lightsaber with one hand and then point with the other hand. He just looked right. so cool. I totally forgot about that and how confident he looked too. Yeah, I, I really like that about Obi Wan too. Is like he's not. He's not like over, and this is totally you and McGregor, I'm sure. He doesn't come across like a douche. Yeah. Like it's not an overconfident, you know, it's not like, because you would think overconfidence would be a, a path to the Sith. You know mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like bravado, but it's not, he's, it's, it's the confidence in his skill set and, and, and staying cool under pressure. Like I, I took it as when he's, you got Grievous there showing off with the lightsabers. And he's just watching him, waiting for his opening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's not being fooled by the flashy lights and all. He's just like, let me, let, you know, I know what I'm doing. I know how to fight. Let's see what this guy's got. Right. You know? Again, this is the growth of Obi Wan. You know, like 
in, in the what first two movies i'm not saying that he lost but the second movie i don't even want to say he got his butt kicked but he got touched by a lightsaber which hurt his leg you know it's so it's nice to see obi-wan do something on his own and, and hold his own and do very well at it too and oh, I think yeah. it was one of the first times I, I've, I think I've seen a Jedi with, with General Grievous actually do some hand, hand, like punching and kicking, which I don't remember seeing before. Because um, he loses his lightsaber, right? And then Obi Wan is right. basically kicking and punching. He kicks him because he's like, "Ow!" You know. And that was the first time I actually saw a Jedi be, you know, without their lightsaber, without a blaster. They actually did some. Fighting, which was, I thought that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good observation. I thought that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three, baby. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's a good. Here. I was going to say, they got movie, they got better every movie, but I don't know. Attack holds. Attack, and I said it last night, Attack Holds for me, is, it's gone down a lot since I used to like be okay with it. Mm -hmm. I like really hate it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Remember one time you said that there's probably a cut of No Jar Jar Binks in episode one. I wonder oh, if there's sure. a cut out there without the whole Anakin Padme relationship. Like just a pure space movie battle thing. Well, if you believe in the multiverse, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's out there. But, but then there's a whole movie out there that's just their relationship. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude, can you imagine if they just isolated just their dialogue, just the relationship, how terrible that would look? Just terrible. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what the Because how old was Anakin in the first movie? He's supposed to be like five, six? No, I'd say he's like 8 to 10. 8 to 10? And then how old is Padme supposed to be? 14 or 15. Oh, okay. But she's she's a queen. She's a queen. That yeah. whole thing confuses me too. Queen sure. senator. Well, yeah, that. And there there is no hint of anything of a relationship in that first movie, right? There's just, there's absolutely nothing. Other than, oh, you're pretty as an angel or something like that. Are you an angel? <laughs> work, work on your lines, kid. Come on. He's like, she's like, what? Huh? You talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, so, anyway, and I just have a problem with uh, you know calling Darth Vader Annie for two movies. <laughs> Annie. Hi, Annie. <laughs> God. Any any and other high points you got? High points? Um, let me see. Well, here's another low point. She says, she says, if the Jedi find out, or well, if they find out about us, you'll be kicked out of the Jedi Order and the Queen won't let me serve in the Senate. So moms can't be senators now? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, why, why would it affect her? I don't know. That's weird. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see Leia buns, the hair buns. <laughs> Hair buns, relax. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, as much as the crappy dialogue there was in the beginning of the movie, I did enjoy the space battle, and I did enjoy the uh, re-entry into onto the planet. I thought that was great. Yeah, and like they, 
they displayed their Jedi power very well. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that lightsaber battle at the end is, is, is pretty cool, too. You know what it makes, I think, Empire in Empire Strikes Back, Luke and Darth, why their battle, even though it's not as kinetic, let's use that word, kinetic as this one, I think what makes it so cool in Empire is just the whole dialogue between the two. They're fighting and they're talking in between, and Darth Vader is just playing with him, playing with Luke, you know, fighting him with right. just one hand, and just basically toying with him. Such a good movie. So good. Damn it. Yeah, I, I, I started <laughs> to watch Empire today on my, uh, at work on my lunch break oh did you yeah I love Disney Plus <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute I can watch Empire <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's basically all there almost all there well in my eyes are all there from my <laughs> point of view they're all there I wonder if The Last Jedi I wonder <laughs> I wonder if The Last Jedi because I really don't like that movie at all I wonder if that elevated the prequels for me. I oh, it definitely did for me. <laughs> it definitely did to me. I mean, the moment I realized that at least the prequels are Star Wars movies, right? I was like, they're much better now. They're better yeah. than the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I, I legit cannot. I know I watched Last Jedi like three or four times. You did? When it came out, like twice in the theater, to like two or times the video. Right. I can't even. I can't even bring myself to look at the DVD cover. It's like, <laughs> I hate that movie so much. I watched Solo recently again. And Why? I softened. I know, I tried. I don't know. I was, really bored. I was bored. I softened up a little bit on it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, Les Jedi will never. I don't care um, what Rise of Skywalker does. I don't care if the first scene of Rise of Skywalker is. Um, Ray waking up on Act Two, Act Two with a, uh, with a, uh, Luke, and it's like, an hour after she arrived, he's like, "Yeah, you gave me the saber and you passed out." <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole tree, and he's holding the saber. Like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So you're telling me with this next movie coming out, that there, there's, there's nothing JJ can do to redeem. There's nothing. Well, look, I'm asking. I wanted to ask you this: Is yeah. there anything anybody could have done to like? Is he gonna? Is this movie gonna be able to satisfy all the Star Wars fans? Hmm. It's a Herculean test. You know how good this movie's gonna have to be hmm. to satisfy everybody. Right. Well, and I don't know. No, yeah, I know. You know who was surprised to see too? Jeez, I don't, Rose. Is that her name? Yeah, Rose Tico. She's in this movie. I thought she died. Yeah. Oh no no doesn't he? No, she's on the she's on the Millennium Falcon at the end. Oh, is she really? Oh, I thought she sacrificed herself for for what was his name Finn. Finn, yeah. Yeah, I thought. Huh. Okay. I was surprised to see her in the posters. Like, wait a minute. I thought she was dead. Yeah, you know, I hope it's dead. That romance between the two of them. <laughs> Oh, so do you think in this movie we're going to see? Oh, who? Uh, we need Deadpool going here. Who? Who do you think will die? Uh, I'd say Luke, but that happened already. Um, maybe Leia. I'm worried Chewie might die. Who? 
I think Leia will die. Well, I thought, aren't we supposed to assume that she's going to die? That she's going to die? or that, I don't know. I mean, why bring her back? Are you going to kill her anyway? Why not just, you know, like we used to say, open with the funeral or something, you know? Hmm. Um, Chewie. I'm worried Chewie might die because there's a toy out there with uh, C-3PO wearing his bandolier and carrying his crossbow. Stop it, dude. Mm-hmm. Come on. Spoilers, mm-hmm. man. The spoilers? Is that your original call? <laughs> Aw, Chewie. Is that your local Target? Is it? Well, I don't go there. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, anything else? Um. No, I'm not. I'm a little bit more excited about Rise of Skywalker, but that's only because I was not excited at all about Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Uh, I'm curious. You know, it's less than a month away as of this recording, and uh, I'm kind of ready. Kind of like I was ready for Avengers Endgame. I'm ready for the Skywalker saga to be over, just like I was ready for the first ten years of Marvel to be over. Hmm. You think you've yeah. had you've you've had your fill? Yeah, I just yeah. Just tell me how this. For I mean, technically, for me, the Skywalker saga as did with Last Jedi. Um, when she killed Luke, it was over for me. So we'll see. You don't think you know with with Kenobi, Ben Kenobi coming back as a Force ghost in Return of the Jedi. I mean, I was okay with that, right? If you, if we saw Luke come no, back, no, I know look, Luke's coming back as the Force. It just doesn't. I don't care. Ah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Who care? What What is Luke gonna do? What can Luke possibly do as a Force ghost? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You'd be good in Halloween. Look, when a Ray becomes his daughter, his <laughs> clone, his I don't know. And there's also the fear they're gonna redeem Kylo Ren. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's kind of obvious. No, I don't want him redeemed. <laughs> he killed Han. He did. Ah, bastard. <laughs> and because he's never really been good. We've never seen a good Kylo Ren. Uh, you know, at least with Vader, you knew he was good. Got turned to the dark side and Luke brought him back. Right. What is Ray going to... What is Ray going to be like? I know there's good in you. Why would Ray know that? What? Why would... Right. Ray doesn't know him. Well, no. In in the last movie, he kind of shared a little something, a little mind meld. Whatever. She saw him with a shirt on. It's a Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, but no. all right. So it, let's say, all right. So she knows because she mind melded with him. Okay. Okay. So that's like, oh no, it's it's like scientific. Oh no, I I saw it. There's good in you. You know, I was in there. Luke was like, no, I know there's good in you. He's like, I can't. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Understand the difference? Oh, de- definitely. This is why the portrayal of Luke, Luke and and Lash, I didn't make any sense because Luke was like like the most hopeful person out there. He he he's, he's he was the new hope. Yeah. They need the movie after him. <laughs> that's exactly it. And so that's why his whole his whole disposition in, in in that movie just didn't make any sense. He was just Mister Negative Nancy, Mister Poo Poo, and everything. It, it, that did not fit his character at all weird awful just awful writing awful (laughs) all right don't go see knives out oh really i'm just saying it's written by ryan johnson i don't care i don't care what people say don't go see it wow don't give that man any of your money did you like looper (laughs) uh looper's all right had some holes in it but (laughs) overall 
Anything else? Nah. You're done, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I, I I do get shocked when I when I open up Instagram and it says 30 days to the next Star Wars movie, and, and I, dude, when when a Force Awakens, when the whole lead up to you and I were just like going nuts. It was like an event thing, you know, like where were you? Like, was everyone getting tickets? And it was, you know, it was such, it was like the hard movie to watch because you couldn't get tickets for it, and they'd open up more theaters for it. It was like a big big deal. And Do you know? I saw this. I saw this movie. We talk about Sith, right? Huh. No, no, The Force Awakens. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, I mean, that was like a big deal. You know, like, we're we're all getting so excited, and here's a new Star Wars movie coming out, you know, a major motion picture, and and I'm just kind of ho-hum with it. Like, I'm going to watch it, of course, but I don't have the same kind of giddiness that I did, you know, when The Force Awakens. Yeah, that's where I am. I mean, we're we're not watching a trailer over and over again. We're not. I hear there's a new trailer that dropped, and I I have no desire to watch it. (laughs) Did you watch it? It's all right. Oh. I think I did. All right. I'm not yeah. sure if, if I'm going to drop it. No desire to watch it. No, I mean, because I, I, I want to be a little more surprised, too. I was going to say, uh, I saw Revenge of the Sith three times in a row at one, on opening day. Me and Pete and from Entered the Zone and some other guys. I mm-hmm. literally took the day off from school to watch Revenge of uh, Work school. Wow. <laughs> I took the day off from work to uh, watch Revenge of the Sith three, days, three times in a row. Wow. In a row? Uh, I, in the same day, row. same day. Yeah. No wonder yeah. you hate the movie. Uh, it was. I was by that third one. I was like, I was ready to kill somebody. I, like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I just didn't get up and leave. I'm like, this is torture. Wow. All right. But are you gonna do that this year? Are you gonna take some time off nope. to watch? No. Look at I'll you. I'll see it once, and if I like it, I'll. I mean, I'm seeing it Thursday, the twentieth. So you do have your tickets already, then? Yeah, I do have tickets. Look at you. Um. Well, you have to. I know. I know you don't usually have a problem getting tickets. But nah, I just walk up and I get in all the time. So I'm going Thursday at six, I believe. My niece is coming up for the holidays, so I'll probably take her and my nephew one time over the weekend too. So okay, sounds good. So I'll see. I'll, I'll definitely see it twice, unless it's really, 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 really bad. Then I'll just take. I'll just give them a ride to the movies. <laughs> I think you're gonna like it. I'm sure I'll like it. I don't know. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I, JJ is, is smart enough not to f around with the fans like Rianne Johnson did. Yeah, this is why I think I'm a little more hopeful. Is that I, you know, the repercussions of what happened after the Last Jedi, and and I think they're going to try so hard to not drop this, especially with Galaxy's Edge opening. Open, yeah, it, it's open now, right? I mean, how do you capitalize? How do you make that better? Is that make sure this movie does well to, to, to serve the fans, not financial, but to serve the fans. So I, I'm hopeful. Oh, listen to this. J.J. Uh, Abrams talking about Ryan Johnson uh, when he killed Snoke. Um, Abrams being an integral part of the current trilogy knew from the beginning that it was going to happen. And it seems he was amused by it. When I read the first draft, it made me laugh. Abram stated, I saw that was his take in his voice. This is the good part. The director then went on to express his appreciation for many of the creative decisions that Johnson made with his entry in the franchise. I appreciated the choices he made as a filmmaker that would probably be very different from the choices that I would have made. <laughs> I love it. Mm. Hmm. So he's, it's like a backhanded 
Sure. Eight. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, let's see. It, what's done is done, right? Yeah. Who knows, dude? Twenty years from now, we may look back and, and watch these movies. Maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought. Bite your tongue. <laughs> we'll see. Only time will tell, right? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Nope. Okay, we're on Facebook. We are on Instagram and Twitter, YouTube, uh, iTunes. Please rate and review if you can. All right, Instagram, Mom's Basement Collectibles, and Dr. Indiana Jones. Dr. Jones! Yeah. Oh, I got some cool things coming up with Dr. Jones. I just can't talk about it, and it's going to take a while. Yeah. Kind of bummed. (laughs) I was like, I I have three episodes done, but the end scene is just so freaking big. I can't. You know what it is? I'll be honest with you. I don't want it to end. I'm having so much fun doing this, but when this Uh, is over, Crystal Skull, dude, I don't know if I can do it. You can do it. I don't got the heart. <laughs> or to go Star Wars. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Till next time. Oh, wait. One more thing, Alan. Yeah. This is the first episode of our third year. Woo-hoo. Say what? Say what? Yep. You know what? If we did podcast just on Mandalorian alone, I think we'd be really happy. Because, dude, episode two was awesome. <laughs> All right, well, we can do that, too. <laughs> we need a Mandalorian minute. Or minutes. There's no limit to what we can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian so, well, Mandalorian yeah. 3 comes out tomorrow, so if you want to do 2 and 3 together, we can do that. Yeah, Mandalorian's so good. Yeah. So freaking good. What are your thoughts, people, on the internet? Would you like us to do an episode-by-episode discussion of Mandalore? Ian? <laughs> I forgot the name of the show for a second. <laughs> Did you did you do you you follow Dr. Indiana Jones Jr. I think it is the other Instagram account. It's like it's like a side indie account that I have and, and I posted uh that scene from Mandalorian Part Two and Last Crusade, how it kind of melts together. Oh yeah, yeah. Well yeah, that did remind me of and him crawling up the someone posted it, but I, when I watched it when he's climbing up the side of the the sand uh, the Jawa machine uh with the rope, it I, it reminded me of Batman. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yes, it does. But, yeah, and that's then funny. that other thing reminded me of Indiana Jones. Yeah, like literally, like almost exactly like it. I love it. Yeah, and Indies so- on their minds. I love it. At least Favreau's. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Done. Vinny. Don't make that. Martha. Peace. Peace.